Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. I'm your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. That still doesn't explain why you ate my fancy soap. <laughs> and and the amazing Chris Randazzo. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. This is the week of May the 22nd. This is episode 84, and we are talking Simpsons. Chris, you got to pick it. Uh, We are talking season four, episode 19, The Front. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, here's your friendly reminder that you can email us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what shows we should be watching, if you agree with what we said about the shows that we actually watched, how you like Chris's hair done, you know, anything because feedback is feedback and we welcome it chris yo i haven't watched the simpsons and i can't tell you how long and i watched this episode on the fx app and it gave me the option to watch it in widescreen i'm gonna Hmm. say this right out the gate do not watch any animated show that is standard definition in widescreen. It they is, must have cropped it or something. They cropped I mean. it, and then they do that, t- I don't know if it's telesync or whatnot, but they move. The oh, pan and scan. Pan and scan. Oh, my I God. I haven't even heard about pan and scan in such a long time. Wow. It was so That's off-putting. Gross. So Ew. off-putting. But. Ooh. Why is that? That should never be an option. But they, Presented you, in its original <laughs> aspect ratio and be done with it. Four by three. Perfect. I forgot how mu- how good this show was. Yeah, this show was really good. I mean, and you really picked an episode from its prime too. I did. Yeah, the 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 artistic style, the classic. You know, still that little scratchy. Not really sure where they're going with the art. Maybe a little. What? What? Where did this start? Um, the Tracy Ullman feel to it. Um, it's definitely all hand drawn. There's no oh. computerized coloring in or anything like that. And the the. The comedy itself was not as horrible as it is now. Like I, I feel like The Simpsons has to try to keep up with the the Archers and the Family Guys and that stuff. This was well, it doesn't have to. It just it, it's, it's literally done everything it can. <laughs> the show has been done for so long. It has to. And is, am I right ugh. in saying that they? renewed it for 30 like this is the the episode on the season on now is 28 they renewed it for two more to make it to 30 right i believe you're right isn't that isn't that like the longest running television show ever it's set some sort of record i don't know if it's for just animated or that's scripted or something but so (laughs) why this episode chris uh, this episode in particular, because I just had a hankering for some old school Simpsons, and um, 
Karen listens to a uh, an excellent TV podcast called Extra Hot Great. Ooh. Extra Hot Great. And uh, they do a bit on there where they uh, a bit that I believe is just called "I Am Not a Crackpot," right? Uh, where they just they complain about ridiculous things and then say "I am not a crackpot," uh, and they always play that clip from The Simpsons of him saying to eliminate the states, and that just uh, she, she was listening to the show recently, and it just reminded me of that, and I on a whim decided this was the one to go with. So there we are. Nice, nice. It was it was interesting to see multiple storylines running that had absolute like Homer and Marge did not interact with the kids and the grandfather at all in this episode like they had their own little back to school Homer being a a high school dropout or he didn't graduate Uh high school thing and that was okay but like the meat and potatoes was the fucking grandfather man Grandpa Simpson, especially oh. in this era, was just a, a absolute delight of a character. Like, very I, well done. The next one I, the next one I would do would be the one where he's uh, talking about the wearing an onion on his belt, which was the style which was of the time. Style of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an onion in the ointment. I got that line. I mean, it was just. Like f- funny, like genuinely lighthearted and um, like adorably funny. The itchy and scratchy episode that inspired them to write a new one where they're just hitting each other. Ow! Ow! <laughs> this th- that was worse than the itchy and and um, I want to say Satchmo cartoons. Like that was the racy- Sambo. Sambo. Oh, that was the raciest comment in the entire episode. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of good itchy and scratchy in this, and I find it amusing that they that there's an animated short inside of the show, The Simpsons, seeing as The Simpsons started out as an animated short inside of another show. Yes, it's it's very and meta. The, I mean, the whole Krusty the Clown thing is, is uh. absurd. I mean, it's based on the Bozo the Clown show, which, like, who the heck even knows what that is anymore? <laughs> and his whole shtick in this episode was great. The the nicotine patch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and this directly spits the nicotine into a... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, in this episode, and specifically with the um, Krusty the Clown bit, wasn't his sidekick the guy who wanted to kill Bart? Yes. Is- that was Sideshow Bob. Okay, and this Isn't, wasn't Sideshow Bob the original one though. Sideshow Bob was the original one, yes. Okay, and I, what you had in this one was Sideshow Mel, the one with the the very deep voice like this, oh. uh, with the green hair, <laughs> oh. who replaced Sideshow Bob after he tried to kill uh, Krusty. Interesting, I forgot about that. It's in what you know. I watched this episode again today, and just for shits and giggles, I went like. To the, I don't know, season 27. <coughs> Excuse me. And looked at the art style there, and it does not have the same feel. Like, it doesn't have the same... Oh, no, it doesn't have the same heart soul to it. It's it's all... It's very, very clean. It's all computerized. It's all drawn on computers. It's, you know, this is traditional animation that we're talking about 
back in 20 some odd years ago when this episode aired where everything was drawn and colored by hand and there was there was character put into it nice. not to say that there's anything specifically you know there's there's a good use for modern mm-hmm. technology when it comes to animation you can do amazing things with it uh, look at the newest season of samurai jack the show is stunning but uh there's also always going to be something to said for traditional animation faults and all it just has a very organic and unique feel to it that you can't recreate with computers absolutely i mean they actually comment on how difficult it is to do this kind of animation with the recycled background with the recycled background bit (laughs) (laughs) you see kids (laughs) it's I, I, I don't like, I love it when The Simpsons does shit like that. There's this one episode where they were talking about a um like how characters can be in more than one place at a time and like Ned Flanders shows up in three different spots at once or whatever. <laughs> God, this show is so good. Oh, speaking of Ned, what was with the ending? Like was that a, is that something I just forgot? Like did they do that repeatedly? <laughs> I'm pretty if if I had to venture a guess, I would say that the episode came in like a minute and a half, like 30 seconds to a minute short. Okay. And so they just decided to do this. <laughs> that tune was so catchy that I'm going to find it and put it at the end of this podcast. <laughs> it it's a shame that I dropped all I mean I Honest to God, it's got to be 10 years since the last time I've consciously watched The Simpsons. This episode in particular aired in April 15th, 1993. 25, 24, 25 years ago. That's ridiculous. And it's, it's still funny. It still makes sense. It's still sharp. Yeah, I mean, like, seasons one and two are a little rocky, but three, four, five, three, four, and five, if I'm remembering correctly, three, four, and five are just uh, just outstanding. And then I think six through eight are uh, where they start to go a little downhill, mm-hmm. but not, you know, certainly not bad. Because I, I think season eight is, um, my favorite episode of The Simpsons is the Hank Scorpio episode, and I think that's in season eight or seven. I don't know. The thing, like, my point is, is that, like, you, outside of the art style and it not being computer animated, you couldn't tell that this was 25 years old, 24, 25 years old. Season eight, yeah. Hank Scorpio, You Only Move Twice is from uh, season eight. God damn, that's a good episode of TV. (laughs) One of the best episodes of, of anything I've ever seen. I love that episode. I mean, I'm trying to think if anything in this episode dated itself and i can't think of anything i couldn't there wasn't any jokes there was it wasn't like it was funny for the sake of being funny not at the expense of something current that you know you'd realize oh this was 20 plus years old which classic simpsons did a good job of that being timeless um Mm -hmm. And I, like you, I haven't watched it in a while either, the new episodes, but I don't think they do that anymore. No. Because they've got to do something because they're still on. Mm -hmm. They got to be playing more current information type of things, like of what's happening in pop culture and all of that stuff. Because, I mean, after so many years, you just run out of original timeless stuff. I mean, 
That's storytelling does eventually run its course. It does. Unless you're law and order, then you can go on forever. <laughs> because there will always be more crimes. But uh no, nah, The Simpsons it it's it's such a strange and unique uh situation as far as television is concerned because it's like for some reason the show it gets enough ratings to justify getting renewed either that or Fox really just wants to break all the records and say that, to say that they did but I don't know anybody who still watches this show. I don't know anybody who's watched this show for a long long time. I haven't watched this show in a long time. I tuned I, into I would... a new episode like 10 years ago and I think Homer cut off one of his fingers or something. I was like, "Okay, I'm no, I'm not watching this." I want to know who is watching this show at this point? Yeah, who who tunes in <laughs> on Sunday nights to watch The Simpsons? Is it still on Sunday nights? I think so. Mm. Yes, it's part of animation domination on Fox. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bob's Burgers is still on. That blows my mind too. I wonder if that show's still good because I really enjoyed that show when it, when we were watching it when it first aired. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. It's it's. It's got to be. Do you think Fox would actually just keep it running to break records? I mean, I'm pretty sure yes. they did that with uh, Married with Children. That show should have ended a long time before it did, and they kept that rolling until they hit a landmark, and then that was the end of it. Hmm. I'll I'll have to do some some investigating to see what constitutes decent ratings for a Simpsons episode nowadays, because it is definitely not, you know the rock star that it was back in the day. Like, no, back definitely. in the day, everyone was watching The Simpsons. Well, yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> you, were, you were the weirdo if you did not, and now... You were doing the Bartman. That's very <laughs> true. I had that whole, like, oh my god. I just had a total, like, memory flash. My dad got the Simpsons, like, album... The Simpsons sing the blues out of the library the CD and made a tape for me because I didn't have a CD player when I was a kid but I had a tape player and he didn't want to buy it for me for some reason he just got it out of the library and made a copy of it <laughs> but oh I was addicted to those doing the Bartman holy crap it's saying that their average is 4.1 million viewers so damn Four million people in this country still watch The Simpsons. And, you know, if you think about it, just about any time during the day, you could turn on the television and on some station, The Simpsons are playing. Yeah. Like, they are heavily syndicated as well. So, And that's, that's great. I love that kind of stuff because that's the kind of great background show. But oh, yeah. I want to know who these four million people are watching <laughs> New Simpsons. If you're one of the four million people still watching The Simpsons, please add us at Twepcast <laughs> on Twitter and let us know why the hell you're still watching it and who you are. <laughs> Show yourself, step into the light, and praise The Simpsons while they're still around. Yeah, it's it's uh, renewed to season 30. So, yeah, that that sounds more to me like a... Like a, a a records thing, not necessarily a ratings thing. Well, they'll have it. Fox will do it, and they can. It's and it's still The Simpsons, so there was still the cast will continue to cash paychecks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like ridiculously, obscenely large paychecks. 
because I was it like must have been like seven or eight years ago. They were all pretty much ready. Like they're all our contracts were done. They're pretty much ready to ready to quit. And Fox was like, "We'll give you, uh, uh, you can't quit." And they were like, "Well, all right, let's just ask for some absolutely absurd sum." Per episode, and then Fox was like, "Sure, let's do it. <laughs> keep this, keep this train rolling. <laughs> done um, and I'm, done." <laughs> I could be wrong about that. I just, I have, I feel that I remember that being a story. I remember that sounds vaguely familiar to me too. Yes, I, I, I would concur on that. But it's, it, it does. Do they win something? <laughs> like if they hit, like what's the point? Outside of saying that we have the longest rich billionaires. No, 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 no. Like, what's the point of them, of Fox, keeping a show on for 30 seasons? Okay, let's say it breaks a a record. and Rupert Murdoch's cap. (laughs) Is that it? it, Yeah, it's it's what what, what do you get the man who has everything? You you break some sort of record. You go down in history for something. I don't know. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Ah, the games that gajillionaires play. Chris, I appreciate you you bringing this one up to the to the forefront again. I hadn't seen, like I said, in a long time. I will now that I have it. Know that it's available on the FX app, which is handily on my Apple TV. I I could just turn it on. They actually have um a little feature there where you just click one button in it and and it randomizes it. It just picks a episode. Oh, for that's you to a watch. good feature. Yeah. I like it. Yes. So. I think that's what's going to happen now. Every, you know, every time I, you know, fall in between shows and just throw in a, an episode of The Simpsons, get a couple of laughs. So, all right. Hey, real quick before sure. we go to break, I just wanted uh, to to give a quick second of everyone's attention to uh, Karen and I finished this season of Agents of Shield, and it was really freaking good, man. It was really, really good. Uh, you keep telling me, Chris, and I will watch it. I promise, I will. I mean, not just specifically for you to watch it, just for for anybody about anybody who's even thinking about watching it. Like, it went places with the characters. It, it was smart. It was. It all tied back together in the end, and uh, it set up some really wacky shit for the next season. So, um, I, I just you know, wanted to say out loud on the show that show is fantastic. I. To be honest with you, I haven't heard negative things about the shield, about the shield, about the agents of shield. Like it's not not that I've heard good things. It's like been just like gone. Like you'll hear yeah, like bad everyone things. Everyone talks about the 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 um what's it the the CW stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you know people always talking about Flash and Arrow. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. always talking about that business. But I feel like nobody talks about Agents of Shield, and it. I don't know why this show is really good. Really good, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna have probably some time this weekend. I'll I'll try to catch up with that because I'm all caught up on the Flash now, and Supergirl's not, you know, lighting any fire. So I got I don't even know. I, I think I told you like 19 episodes to catch up on. Well, we're we're polishing off Supergirl now, and then we'll move on to Flash, and then we'll move on to Arrow. Well, and then we'll go back to iZombie, and I I I I don't know how it happened, but I started watching. From the you know episode one again, at doing a rewatch of the Goldbergs, and oh my <laughs> okay. god, oh my my brother and I, I have a younger brother, his name is Brian. Hi, Brian. Brian and I were text messaging each other back and forth things that the mother was saying because it is our mother. Like it it I 
I actually sent him a message of, of something that the woman said on the show that my mother has actually said to him just shy of verbatim. And <laughs> it's just a joy. Just lighthearted sitcom-y fun. All right, let we got a lot of news to cover. We got two weeks of news. We're gonna have to I'm gonna have to figure out how to skate through most of that quickly. Um so let we're gonna take a quick break. Um and like I said, lots of news. Stay tuned. Do you have computer obsolescence problems? Matt Much does. And if you're looking for an entertaining chronicle of a series of thought processes relating to the theoretical purchasing of a new computer that the writer openly admits he can't afford so the whole thing is moot, then we have an article for you. Check out Jump on That Grenade, located in the think tank. Dan continues his marathon of New Jersey breweries with a fantastic brew from the Forgotten Boardwalk Brewing Company. And what nostalgic trip to the boardwalk would be complete without a little four-player arcade action? Read all about this latest beer pairing in Bits and Brews, Forgotten Boardwalk, Pocket Trick, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. The macabre movie mausoleum has strayed away from the typical retro B-movie horror fair in favor of a little film from just last year. But will the acting talent of Brian Cox be enough to earn it the coveted mausoleum ranking? Find out in Macabre Movie Mausoleum, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Blaster Master for the Nintendo Entertainment System is remembered for a number of things. The great graphics, the diverse gameplay, the touching story of a boy chasing after his pet frog with a tank. All good times. It's also gotten an amazing soundtrack, which Chris and Vicky spent some time praising this week. Give a listen to Waveback, Blaster Master. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Mr. Chris. Hello. All right, so we discussed earlier in the show, or actually before we even started recording, that you, sir, have two weeks of Dragon Ball Super to catch up on. That's right, episodes 91 and 92. So in this edition of Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary, we are going to get 120 seconds of summation in as little as 60 seconds. That's right. All right that math, it's going to be really easy, too. That math worked out, right? Okay. Chris, when you have your timer ready? I don't, but I can. Okay. Here we go. Go, phone, go. <laughs> and... Go. All right. So two weeks ago, uh, it was basically a recap episode where we went around to all the different universes. Well, not all of them because there's infinite universes, but we went to a bunch of different universes and the god of everything was just kind of getting caught up on all the scuttlebutt of all the everyone, what everyone's doing to prep for the tournament uh, hit and whatnot. I went to go find that Frieza clone guy, not Frieza clone, alternate universe Frieza with the poison needles to recruit him for the team. Some crazy pop princess turns into a giant fat lady uh, to, to, you know, fight. It's all crazy stuff. So then this week's episode, uh, Majin Buu, he fell asleep, so he can't compete in the tournament. And I'm like, oh, man, will this show find any reason not to make Majin Buu fight? And I guess I get it, because he's basically like this invincible pink puffball god thing. So... Uh, they're all trying to figure out how to wake him up and, and what are they going to do, how are they going to replace Majin Buu because there's nobody else on Earth, and then everyone finds out that Goku lied about them getting $10 million for competing in the tournament, and so Goku has the great idea to go replace Majin Buu with, get, wait for it, wait for it Frieza <laughs> Didn't see that coming <laughs> <laughs> You are adorable, sir <laughs> I did not see that shit coming <laughs> 
He said that I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I saw the preview of next week's episode. Dude travels to hell to find Frieza so he can compete in the tournament. And I'm like, holy what? shit, that's going to be insane. Because Frieza's fucking evil. He's just evil for evil's sake. He is just the evilest evil motherfucker that ever evil. He likes being evil and ruling shit. And he's stuck in hell. And Frieza's hell in Dragon Ball, by the way, is like him hanging from a tree in like a sack and a bunch of adorable little toys are dancing, singing happy songs <laughs> around him. And he's just pissed off all day, every day. Thank you, sir. This shit's gonna be awesome. And we're Nothing back. Thank you so much for paying attention to the commercials and all that Dragon Ball Z S super. Woo! Let's talk some news. Karen, I feel like this yep. this first story is you know close to, to, to your heart. Hamilton star oh, is it David? Yes. David Diggs uh is gonna be the lead in a Snowpiercer show. That's yes, surprising. He is. I saw that movie. Did you see that movie? I saw that movie. I hadn't seen it yet, but I do intend to, and I've heard that was highly critically acclaimed. Very, it's actually a very good movie. Don't see what they're going to do to make it into a television show. But, you know, I didn't think Fargo would work as a TV show. Good point. It shows me what I know. Good point. I mean, this this movie is about a train, and the poor people, the dregs of society are at the back of the train, the affluent people are sort of towards the front and the front of the train is like where they want to get and the movie is them making it from the front from the back to the front and they're led by Captain America Chris Evans it's actually done very well I it's just I feel like they're actually gonna keep it to the back of the train like stories about what's going on back there because it's like a moving society so and David we like him mm-hmm Oh, he's great. Um, I've heard s- some people say that he's not a good TV actor. I haven't seen a ton of the TV that he's done since Hamilton. Um, he was good on Sesame Street. He sang Robert <laughs> Ducky. It was fantastic. He's been on a couple. He's been on a couple of different things. Um, yeah, I know he did uh, some Kimmy Schmidt this yes, year. Yes, and and um, oh, what was that? Chronic, chrono, da, da, da. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, go, no. Last Man Standing. I'm looking. I'm reading all the names and I'm trying to figure out why they're there. It's all about the the producers and whatnot. He was he yeah, was on a couple of different shows. So he's been on Blackish and The Get Down. The Get Down. That was that was what I was looking for. So see what happens. It, I, yes, I would recommend you check out on the show uh, if you know nothing about it, based on solely on his involvement because I love him. <laughs> I mean, look at this picture. It's a great. He's picture. awesome. It's a look gr- at that hair. Right, look at it. It's lots of hair. Um, all right, I posted up this next one because um, number one, it, it's about Zach Braff and his and his next his next role. Also, it, it it's. Sort of close to home because Zach Braff is going to be in a new show on ABC called Alex Inc. Oh, he's not just in it. Well, he's. It's all. Is he doing? As the trailer says, that clearly, clearly says, uh, what is it? Created by, directed by, and starring Zach Braff. Okay, so this Zach Braff joint um, is about it's the Braffiest. His character Alex Schumann. Or Sh- uh, Schumann, I think it's Schumann, um, is 
is uh, Al- it's it's pretty much Alex Bloomberg, who did uh, Startup and This American Life. Pretty, I mean, like he is a podcaster turned famous, or famous in that world. And it's showing the trailer is is we'll post up the trailer. It's about how he his his trials and tribulations of getting to where he's got to get to. I think it looks really. I think it looks good, and I am definitely interested in the story because I knew of the character that it is or the person that it is based on. I know nothing about the person that it's based on. Never even occurred to me that it was based on an actual person, and I'm still interested. <laughs> I wonder, like, how much of you know podcast history, for lack of a better term, they're going to be putting into this. Like, are they going to get Kevin Smith to guest on it? Are they going to get uh, Chris Hardwick? You know, like superstars of the podcast world. It would. Are we going to be? I'm waiting on my invite. <laughs> yep. Oh, Call just guys cannot get yours. Just like Yamcha, waiting on my invite. <laughs> That's a, that's for all you Dragon Ball fans out there. <laughs> well, all thankfully, my invite says I can bring two guests. So I'll bring you two along. How's that? Very uh, charitable. Surprise, not bringing Dan. I'm a good guy like that. Um, does it say? It just says 2017. No, no official next, next season, season on ABC. So I'm going to check it out. Um, another trailer that I saw that, that made me giggle was <laughs> apparently Seth MacFarlane is a geek. And I don't know if you knew this. I knew this. He is doing a Star Trek spoof called The Orville. The, the, the trailer looks amazing to me. It made me laugh, and it's his. I, I like his sense of humor. And I'm not a huge um, Star Trek fan, so I'm okay with it being spoofed. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, I watched it. And you don't you're not feeling it? I mean, I'm not like anti it, but it didn't blow me away. Okay. Uh it looks like it it looks like it has some promise. I mean, I like I am I'm a big Star Trek fan. Not a huge Star Trek fan, but I've watched uh I've watched all of Next Generation and Deep Space 9 and original series and whatnot. I uh I don't know. It's um for for me Seth MacFarlane can be uh, very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he can I think he's very funny when when his stuff works. Uh this I don't know, something about it just didn't quite resonate with me as much as it, it, something like this could. Mm-hmm. But um I read today that the show's supposed to it's going to be more Star Trek than Futurama is what I think it was was said about it. So Okay. I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm interested in watching it. I like sci-fi comedies. I made y'all watch a what was it? A other space. Other space so yeah. clearly, I I like this genre. Okay. So. And it's got a point. Another point in its favor. And Adrian Palicki, who was mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Morse on Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, still don't know why she wasn't in the uh, framework, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because. Uh, because contracts. Because contracts. Because <laughs> contract. Speaking of Star Trek, um, I'm skipping one. We'll go back to it. Uh, the first trailer for Star Trek Discovery. Uh, that show looks pretty freaking good, guys. It does, and I liked. If I, I'm pretty sure it's this trailer. It's taking forever to load for some reason. Um, this is like the introduction to the character, right? Like they mm-hmm. do the walkthrough, and then all of a sudden they they beam up. I it. I, I'm okay with it. I think I'm going to watch a Star Trek show, which is kind of weird for me because, like I said, I'm not the biggest Star Trek fan. 
but it, it looks like they do they're 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 doing it justice which is what a lot of people were worried about that it was like a cash grab type of thing just playing on the name star trek well, I mean, I think that worry came from it being on their digital network mm-hmm. instead of, you know, on freaking TV. Right, right. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> no, I'd, I've I've got plenty of... Uh, I love to see Star Trek back on TV. I love the Star Trek movies, but Star Trek is freaking episodic, man. It just it works so well it, in that format. It should, yeah. It's meant I thought to be Enterprise had a lot of really good stuff in it, and... It's been a while since we've seen some some good some good modern Star Trek on the TV. What so was, let's, let's make it happen. What was the Star Trek with uh, Scott Bakula? That Wasn't was that Enterprise. Was that Enterprise? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I like that one. It had some. It had some stupid. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't a flawless show <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, it it had some it had some good points there. And it had Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. I mean, I mean, come on. There's nothing wrong. Nothing, with, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um. All right. Jump it back. I'm going to post this. It is a snippet of um, Stephen Amell's run on American Ninja Warrior. And it looks like he did. Wait. Wait. On Celebrity American Ninja Warrior. Excuse me. Celebrity (laughs) American Ninja Warrior. Um, Oh, my God. For what it is, it looks like he does a pretty good job. Uh, we watched oh, yeah, this. We watched this, the, this, this aired on uh, Memorial was... Day weekend, so we caught this. Um, he did the whole course, which did not include the salmon ladder for which he's famous of oh, doing on really? his show, show. God damn it! But okay, so here is the deal: they got five grand for their charity for every obstacle they did. Mm-hmm. He did all six obstacles, got up the warp wall, hit the buzzer, and then was like, I'm going to get $5,000 more for my charity, and they brought out a salmon ladder just for him. Oh. Well, it was so uh, it was, was the second half of the course. Cause, well, um, yeah, okay. So basically, for anyone who doesn't know Ninja Warrior, what the hell is wrong with you? Ninja <laughs> Warrior is amazing. But in case you don't know Ninja Warrior, the, way they're, the, the course that they were on was kind of a modified version of the course they're using for the qualifiers, which they first do half the course where it ends at the warp wall and then they for the second round of qualifiers they basically just extend that course you have to do the whole first course and then there's the back half so the back half of the course the first thing is the salmon ladder followed by some other weirdo doorknob holding thing i hadn't seen before which looked <laughs> awesome uh so steven Hamel gets to the top of the wall clearly this was somewhat scripted because akbar and matt were just like what this is insane and they're like ripping out their hair and shit he's like i'm gonna do a few more right and so steven jumps right on kills the salmon ladder like really, really i wouldn't just, have expected just- that <laughs> And I don't know who these people are out there who think that he didn't really do the salmon ladder on his own show. Like, yeah. it's clearly not a stunt double. <laughs> yeah, like that's a bunch of that's a bunch of hooey. I'm sure those people are real. Like, I don't think that was something he made up. I'm sure that's real. But no, nah, he he killed the salmon ladder, and then he even got on the next obstacle. And then, like halfway through trying to do it, he was just like, "This is gonna be over soon." Uh, thanks everybody for watching. And then he jumped in the water. <laughs> Good for him. That was great. And, and Ninja Warrior comes back in a couple of weeks. Uh, proper Ninja Warrior, mm-hmm. not celebrity. <laughs> celebrity, quote unquote. They had some some real borderline celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> Air quoting that a lot. So Erica Christensen from uh, from, um, from Parenthood. Parenthood. Mm-hmm. She did a pretty good job. Okay. I, was, I was impressed with her run. 
And they had like some some actual Olympian do it, and like he basically just walked through the course with no effort. They didn't even show his run. They just like what during the break, this guy basically walked through the course. Yeah, I mean they do that on the uh, the regular episodes where like some of the less impressive runs, they just say while you were away, and then they like show clips. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't know. This was like. They had nine people lined up to do it, and for some reason, they just didn't have enough time in the show to show every single one of them do it. Yeah, <laughs> and like, it's Celebrity Ninja Warrior. The purpose is that the whole that point of these people is that some people, people yeah, <laughs> someone's going to want to watch every one of these people. And one of them was really interesting to me. I can't remember which one it was, but it was like, we're watching it like, why aren't you showing this one? This is this is interesting. <laughs> Whatever. Ninja Warrior is awesome. Watch it. Ninja Warrior rocks. All right, uh, Karen, I just realized I didn't actually read this next article, um, and it seems quite interesting. CBS CBS's mom donates Emmy campaign budget to Planned Parenthood? Yep. So, they uh, typically, when a show is nominated for Emmys, they do a whole, like, ad campaign for, mm-hmm. you know, for your consideration right. and, you know, please vote for us. And uh, so this show decided instead of spending that quarter million dollars on um, their campaign, they just decided to give that money to Planned Parenthood and put out a poster saying that we d- that they did that. Uh, wow! Which I think is amazing. That is amazing. It's, we're seeing a lot of a lot of uh, political statements in uh, in the entertainment world. Um, I think. There was one of the award shows that happened recently, and one of the um, talent agencies, I believe, that would normally throw a big party Mm -hmm. surrounding the award show, instead decided to throw a fundraiser for some political organization. I can't remember which one, but um, yeah, so people in in the TV world and the movie world are finding ways to... uh, Resist. Hashtag resist, as it were. (laughs) And I mean, for a show that's about a mother and a daughter, to donate to an organization that is all about supporting women's health, uh, I can't think of a smarter, better move for this show. Very, very apt. Well, Which I hear this show's pretty good. I like Alice and Janney. I've never watched a frame of it. And um, it's Alice and Janney and Star-Lord's wife. Um... Star Lord's wife, yeah, Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris, that's the one. Hmm. Yeah, they they're two quite funny people. So, sure have you guys heard about Pepsi Fire, uh, the cinnamon flavored Pepsi? Cinnamon flavored Pepsi? Excuse me, what? There's also I just Pepsi spotted ice. a picture of it on light. This is gross. What's Pepsi Ice? Mint? If I'm not mistaken, it's mint. Oh, duh. It's it's God. Japanese God, Pepsi flavors. wasn't nasty enough it's to begin with. They had to like do this to it. Yeah. Like it's Pepsi. It's not Coke. Ew, <laughs> gross. All right, I'm raining this in. Move it on, Chris. Pepsi barbecue, hot dog water flavored Pepsi. Mmm. <laughs> almighty, get out, Evan. Please, next story. <laughs> Chris, I watched this. Hey. Did you get any more information other than this teaser for the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance? Like, uh, what more? I don't even remember what information okay, so was given this, in the trailer. The trailer looks like a Netflix show about the creation of the movie The Dark Crystal. Negative. It is about it. They're showing uh, them working on a prequel to The Dark Crystal. Oh, it's a Netflix series. That's a 
canonical prequel to the Dark Crystal movie. That's so much better. It's pretty wild. <laughs> that and is so yeah, as much shown better. in the trailer, they're using all practical effects and whatnot. I know there's a contingent of folks out there like, you know, leave well enough alone, don't touch this, but I mean, it looks like they're doing it looks like this is being done for the right reasons. It looks like somebody was inspired to do this and wants to do right by it. So, there's a story to tell and somebody wants to tell it. So, I am I'm on board with this tentatively. I mean, obviously, it could all go horribly awry. I don't have a huge connection to the Dark Crystal. Uh, I should. I just didn't see it when I was a kid. So uh, um, okay. I don't have a nostalgic attachment to it. I just think it's neat. Um, but I think this is a... Is a I, I'm loving this ever since... Um, you know, the Force Awakens, this uh, sort of pseudo resurgence of an interest in actual practical mm-hmm. effects because modern technology plus practical effects is really it's impressive. Absolutely. It's the definite way to go. And this trailer, like, you could, it's amazing what these people can do with some foam, some paint, and the ridiculous imaginations that they have. It looks, yep. it looks phenomenal. Um, Karen. <laughs> This is such a great story. I cannot wait to see this. Um, Apparently, I'll watch this. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, Supernatural announced that they are going to do a crossover with a historical figure. Um, Someone that has, if you're listening to this show, you most likely have had some experience with this character. That's right. They're crossing over with the Scooby Doo universe. (laughs) <laughs> they yes, are going to love- be animated <laughs> yes and that is absolutely the right way to do this rather than like have make a them, real dog you know, no. <laughs> it, yeah a real like live action Freddie Prince Jr. version you know although they could have like the cartoon characters in the live action universe that would be kind of amusing that would be too like Roger Rabbit style. Like, ooh, I like but that I, idea. I, I like the, I like this, uh, this kind of very simplistic art style that I'm seeing Sam and Dean mm. being drawn in. I think that's really yeah, cute. Yeah, it's Scooby. It's 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 the Scooby Doo style. Like it's back. It's reminiscent of when the Globetrotters showed up. I was just gonna say, is the Harlem Globetrotters or you know Batman and Robin? Like, yeah, I, this looks fantastic. <laughs> like I did. And, uh, it's just a picture. The- <laughs> Right, <laughs> and them announcing it. That's it. <laughs> I uh, I read something about these guys talking about uh, this episode, either at Upfronts or some event. Um, and <laughs> I think uh, inadvertently, I think it was Jensen Ackles uh, inadvertently spoiled uh, a character that will be appearing in this episode that you wouldn't expect. Okay, I get you. I won't spoil it for people. You can tell me off may, mic. May or may not <laughs> Right. Is it Satan? Yes. <laughs> Beelzebub well, himself. Uh, Lucifer. On this show, he's called Lucifer. Thank ah, you very much. Fair <laughs> See, you thought that was a uh, a wacky joke, but no, he's actually on the show. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually why I said that, because I assumed that was, that was a legit guess, actually, because I know he's Wait. on the show. I just Wait a second. Are you telling me that Lucifer from the Lucifer show? No, not that. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I got confused for a second. Moving on. Um, We're going to post up a trailer for the new Black Lightning TV series. Did you guys watch it? Yep. I did. (laughs) It's uh, Luke Cage for the CW. Yeah. 
with 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 sparkly powers with lightning powers <laughs> i it, yep. that's i don't know didn't wow me i wasn't disappointed but i don't know that i'll be going out of my way to watch it but I, you know sure, what why not? more interested in this than i am friends from the past characters well, um legends, legends of, tomorrow. of tomorrow that the friends from <laughs> whatever the fuck they're called i cannot remember. <laughs> so it, you, you get a little backstory of the television character um, I don't know if it's true to the comic book because I don't have much history with this character, but it is CW. It is super powered. It is what it is. Now to a good, a good story. Um, Karen, I mean, you are pulling winners. Life is like a hurricane, Duckburg. Okay. So I don't. I want to know like how you come across these articles because, like, this bit of information is is astounding to me. Not only because it's Lin Manuel Miranda, that's great that he is going to be in Ducktales. Yes, that's phenomenal. Let's just kick it up a notch, add a little seasoning to this. He's gonna be Gizmo fucking Duck. <laughs> And if you'd like to know exactly how I came across this story, because I do, you know, occasionally go searching for news on light weeks. This was not one of those. This was, I follow this guy on Twitter and Facebook. And the second it was live, it popped into my feed and it was like, hey, Karen, here is a news story genetically engineered to make you smile. Um, He is going to be voicing... Uh, I want to get because they added a name to it to the character. Uh, what do you mean added a name? He's not. He's his, not just his character's Fenton name was Fenton Crackshell, Crackshell, but it's Fenton Crackshell oh, Cabrera. Cabrera. <laughs> Cabrera. So he's. They're giving we him. Gotta, yeah, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta globalize it, you guys. Which is great, as long as he says "blathering blatherskites." I don't care what his last name is. I can't imagine them not using that as the. Uh... Well, I mean, that was used in the <laughs> article. Manuel used that in the tweet that he <laughs> used to link this article, which was uh, he said, "Blathering Blatherskite, it's been so hard not to talk about this." <laughs> and can you imagine that? Can you imagine being nope. cast as as that character and then not being able to tell nope. anybody? No, no, I it wouldn't happen. I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, the art style looks so pretty badass. Only- yeah, and not only is it him in DuckTales mm-hmm. with David Tennant. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy friggin' crap, you guys. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of a, a story more engineered for me specifically. <laughs> when is when is this supposed to happen? Do we know? Did we ever get a... I don't remember. It doesn't say in this article. Soon. And it's on Disney XD. Ooh, I don't know if I have that. Hmm. Oh, but there you go. I don't get that. Blathering blathers, which guys. makes me sad. Even in my new cable package, we still don't get Disney XD. Not without upgrading to an even more expensive package. Don't, don't worry, I got you covered. Um, BBC apparently is 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 realizing that people don't want to buy stuff digitally. They're much more happy just streaming it. So after eighteen months. Of meh performancing, uh, they're closing down their 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 download store. 
So, but at, if I'm not mistaken, did the Brit Brit box come out yet? It did. So, they have subscription services now. Which, yeah, it, but there's no connection to that in this article. But I can't imagine that you know. BritBox didn't have an effect on this. Oh, I'm sure it like, did. It could have been the nail in the coffin. There was also another one. Uh, la 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 la. Catch-up service. iPlayer. Yeah. So that's uh, really just for people in the UK. Okay. So I mean, it was like apparently there's some sort of thing with the government going on where they're shifting, a, it's a, a, like a six million. Is that pound? I don't know what that. What, what's the yes? The pound. That's a pound. Why does it look like an L? Um, they're, they're, the bill for six million dollars is for for TV licensing is is going to go to the to the BBC now. So they have to stop. They're not going to be hemorrhaging money anymore. They're not going to be supporting services that are failing. So they had to do what they had to do. Stuff is still out there. You'll get to see your 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 Brits. Um, all right, so. I, I could have sworn I, I tagged the trailer for the next one, but I it's not in our feed. Um, the trailer for The Inhumans came out. The actual article that we have in our Slack that we're looking to talk about was the first appearance of Lockjaw, which I think Chris and I commented on, are they going to do the big dog? Yeah. And they did the big yes. dog. <laughs> the answer is yes. He looks ridiculous and awesome at the same exactly. time. Exactly. They do, because he is their teleporter. He teleports him in, teleports him out. Uh, did you guys by any chance see the trailer? Did not. Okay. It's a voiceover type thing where they're they're fading in and out of images and whatnot. Looks okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think I might have, and I've already forgotten it. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't... I'll watch it. It wasn't, it wasn't so bad that you're like, I'm going to hate this type of thing. It was... It was okay for what they teased. It was definitely a teaser, not a, a trailer. I... I said that wrong but it's out there uh i'll, I'll find the link and, and we'll put it in the show notes um okay we talked about the roseanne revival a couple of weeks ago and we actually questioned what they're going to do about the finale dan died in the show they're just going to ignore it <laughs> not anymore not anymore so they're ignoring it they're not changing it they're not saying he's you know faked his death or anything like that just flat out ignoring it which is fine by me. Yeah, that's like, okay. I, absolutely, one hundred percent. I feel like they sh- totally works yeah. in that show. Like it totally works. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, okay, so this most of this next article did not surprise me. The only there was a little bit that did. Um, they're doing a, a on Cartoon Network. Is this what it, is that what it says? Yeah, Cartoon Network is going to be doing a DC animated series about the Hero Girl. It's all the the, the the superheroines of the DC universe, which is great. Geared towards young plus Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy for some reason. But yeah, there it's I because there's not enough girls. Yeah, which is <laughs> true. Um, geared towards young adults, great females, great. What, there is a bit in this article that um, okay, so the original films. Uh, this is based off of a. Is it? I don't want to call it DC Superhero Girls animated series had a uh, a film, and that plus 
toy lines and merchandising and comic books has generated over $1 billion in profit for DC Entertainment. That's a lot of money for for, well. for, 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 for just that small sliver of what the DC Universe is. And who would have guessed that girls actually are paying attention to comic books? I mean, that's surprising yeah. to us. Shocker. Yeah, who's ever been to a any sort of comic convention and seen all the cosplay? All of it. All the cosplay. So, this is great. Cartoon Network. It it's, looks cute. It looks like they're going to be tackling some young adult stuff. It is what it is, and it's going to do... It, it. If it's anything like the film, it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll do fine. I like seeing them, like, kind of push katana in an interesting like as being an interesting character that's not all evil darkness yeah. and stuff cuz uh yeah i'm surprised katana's raven's fairly... not in there because that's another darker character and um well raven's in um we have a book uh that we got for our daughter a little kids book mm-hmm. and it's got you know supergirl batgirl hot girl uh raven katana bumblebee bumblebee um, Which is mentioned as yeah. some, somebody is in this show, yeah. along with Zatanna and uh, Green Lantern Jessica Cruz. I was not aware there was a female Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. That. Jessica Cruz is, she's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I dig Jessica Cruz. Uh, in the current comic books, I just gave up on Justice League, the comic, because it's toilet paper, basically. <laughs> it's just <laughs> awful. But um, I dig. Je- I dug Jessica Cruz. I really liked what they were doing with that. There were two Earth Green Lanterns at the time, and one of them was Simon Baz, and the other one was Jessica Cruz. And then they just totally couldn't tell a good story with them in it, which is obnoxious to me because they're interesting characters. But um, yeah, well, they- I do just. I I don't know what how to feel about Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn being involved in hero type stuff. Well, they're 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 named characters. They're 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 characters that have. A history already that are already known, so mm-hmm. I I understand why they're there. We'll see what happens. It's going to be you know teeny uh, teen drama, you know high school stuff, and it's- apparently one of the plots is that Barbara Gordon is is best friends with uh, Harley Quinn mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. That's adorable. Her, uh, I'm sorry, Harley. Uh, Harley. I just looked up a. Uh, I just looked up a picture of um. Uh, one of those, because they got that whole girls' toy line, uh-huh. and I looked at the redesign of Bumblebee, and it's actually pretty cute. Because I always, th- I always thought Bumblebee was a really lame character. Because I mean, she is a complete ripoff of Wasp, right? But uh, I like this redesign of her; she's real cute. I, I like her outfit and everything. I like the whole art style of the whole show of all these characters. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do like that. That's it's pretty snazzy. Well, that'll be on the Cartoon Network next year. Um, speaking of art style. Check that segue. Uh, <laughs> this trailer looks 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 pretty damn cool. Uh, um, Castlevania on Netflix. Castlevania looks good. <laughs> Great trailer. I love the way they they it starts too with the you know the yeah, the, the blowing the, of the the cart and the NES cartridge and, and uh, yeah it's uh, <laughs> it, it was an eight bit version. Who's the guy from House of Cards? Um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin There's Spacey. an 8-bit right. image of Kevin Spacey. And for a second, I went, Kevin Spacey in this? And then I read, because there's words, and it was like, from Netflix, the creator of, blah, blah, blah. The anim- the art style in this, heavy anime, but I think it works. 
this looks really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'm I'm really curious how it's actually going to play out as a show. Like, if it's going to be full of lots of anime tropes or if it's just going to be a really super cool... Uh, Oh, look, I'm good either way because I dig anime, but I, I would I'd love to see if this show has more uh, a more broad appeal. Either way, I can't believe it's coming together. It's well, it looks good. Voltron has has a very anime feel to it, uh, art style wise, mm-hmm. and it doesn't weigh heavy on the tropes. So it's it's true, but this is this is a bit more straight up anime, like well, um, darker and whatnot. Yes, I get what you're saying. It, it's got a very Specific, like Voltron's got a very kind of Americanized anime mm-hmm. type vibe, similar to like Last Airbender, because the same production team and whatnot. But this is very like Vampire Hunter D. This is very specifically Japanese feeling. That was exactly and, uh, what I thought. And I couldn't remember the name of Vampire Hunter D. But that's I'm like I I feel like I've seen something exactly like this before, mm. and that was that was it. That was one of the first animes I ever saw. Well, I have high hopes for it. I mean, it seems it's based off of uh, a really good story game. It's based off Castlevania Three uh, for NES, which is uh, it's just a really cool story. So, I'm game. Cool, Let's make it happen. Cool, cool, cool. Next, um, Sean Hannity took a vacation for Memorial Day, specifically timed around the loss of a lot of sponsors. Here's hoping he doesn't come back. Anything else you gonna you guys want to add? Looks like he's nope. going the Bill O'Reilly road. <laughs> All right. Um, Doctor Who, apparently, there was there was a, a, a pretty horrible incident over last week. It was at the end of last week, right? Um, mm-hmm. There was a bombing at an Ariana Grande concert in Manchester, and it was horrible. Um, apparently, there was in in the most recent episode of Doctor Who. There was a line in the episode about terrorism and, you know, it, it being the, the, the course of humanity, so on and so forth. The BBC edited that out for, for sensitivity purposes. And that has happened before. I think it's the right play because it didn't, it didn't edit the story at all. It, just, it was just a line of dialogue that wasn't 100% necessary. Um. How do you, Karen, as a Who fan, feel that that about it being edited? I'm a hundred percent behind it. It was not noted. The omission was not noticeable. Okay. Um, I think it's you know only right to be sensitive to uh, to people affected by the the tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Just a horrible tragedy. Um, and I made the mistake of going to the comments in this article uh-huh. and got getting angry at people why, why there were some people who just they're like oh how why did they have to do this because it's well they didn't have to do it but they did it because it's the right friggin thing to do they, and because of decency yeah they chose they're, to do they're it they're calling it censorship like oh there is censorship no that's not censorship censorship is when someone makes you take out something that you don't want to take out mm. this is called you know editing for uh you know just common decency yeah it was like when they did the whole like they changed the spider-man trailer where he caught the uh the uh, helicopter between the twin towers mm-hmm. like they didn't have to do that but they did because it was the right thing to do it's it 
It didn't change the context of the episode. Didn't change the weird mummy monks and whatnot. It's, People suck. Ah. They did something else. Uh, it was Supergirl right in the beginning of the season. That's too. right. Yeah. These are the same people that were complaining about the all women Wonder Woman viewing, oh, and those Christ. people can all jump off a cliff. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Hold on for next segue. Speaking of people that could jump off of a cliff, um. <laughs> Apparently, a jackass decided to go to the Phoenix Comic Con and try to kill Jason David Frank. For those that don't know him by that name, Jason David Frank is the Green Power Ranger. Tommy, correct? I think that's his name. I believe you're right. Um, he, uh, A guy got caught with a shit ton of weapons. <laughs> like... An obscene like, amount. Way to go, way to go, con security. <laughs> uh, hold on, I got to scroll. Okay, two forty-five caliber handguns, a four fifty-four caliber handgun, a twelve gauge shotgun, all fully loaded, a combat knife, pepper spray, and throwing stars. What's not listed in here, and it's stated down later on in the article, is the bandolier of shotgun shells that he had across his chest. <sighs> okay. Well, he would need it if he's going to take on Jason David Frank. This is true. Now, (laughs) some people may not know, I am the general manager of Garden State Comic Fest, okay? It's a Comic-Con in in Marstown, New Jersey. This level of stupidity by one singular person makes my mind wobble. Now... Thank you, Kelly Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Running a show, there are certain things you have to pay attention to. Like, we had an incident at another show that we do, and we had to confiscate some weapons that a woman thought were, was okay because it went with her costume. They were, like, three-and-a-half-foot-long steel blades, like like machete-style blades. Like, she thought that was okay to bring in, okay? She was mistaken, this gentleman went in with the intent to kill police officers and Jason David Frank. Does the article say why? Because he feels that he could pick out the, the, the bad cops and he was going to kill them. And he apparently alleged he said that he stabbed Jason David Frank years ago and was going to finish the job. But again, why? He doesn't <laughs> like the Green Ranger. I don't know what to tell you. Whacked He's out a of his whack mind. job. My, f- <laughs> I, not that you know, whatever. We can laugh about it because he was unsuccessful. But um, my favorite thing about this story is that he said a calendar reminder yeah. in his phone that reads "Kill JDF." <laughs> <laughs> so, so the cops I have like, him I don't in custody. Laugh at- <laughs> genuine you know because this guy's clearly got some mental problems but it's like there's just something really bizarrely amusing about like i'm gonna kill a power ranger yeah you know i'm gonna wake up one morning and be like no this guy the green ranger he's he's gotta go i liked him better as the white ranger and i why do i know shit about power rangers <laughs> uh i wish i i i can imagine like them hauling the guy off and they have him in custody, and all of a sudden, like he's got, they have his personal belongings in a box, in a bag, in the in in the closet, and all of a sudden they hear the doot 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 doot, doot and it's the notice saying, "Kill JDF." It's it's the Power Rangers. Doot 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 doot. 
Um, yeah, so that happened, and now cons are going nutty with banning props and stuff like that. It'll settle down. It's we we're not gonna let the one horribly bad egg ruin it for everybody. All right. Um, I'm gonna switch the last two news articles, okay? Because I want to end on something other than Alex Rodriguez will reportedly be joining ABC as a news co- contributor. A Rod, <laughs> the baseball player who got booted from being a baseball player, is now going to be a news contributor. Because he's got money and he's recognizable, so I do like Why the not? fact that. If I'm not mistaken, was it the New York's po- the New York Post stated uh, we'll be able to see Jennifer Lopez's boyfriend on shows including Good Morning America and The World News Tonight. <laughs> yeah, why is um, why he's not he, even if, if he goes to ABC, he's not allowed to talk sports because he's got a, a thing with Fox. Right, uh, and I've heard people talk about him uh, being a Fox Sports contributor. And that he's okay as a uh, sports commentator. He has, you know, interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. But part of what he does is complain about how this new job does not pay as much as the Yankees. Uh, and, like, not, he's not kidding. Great. Like, maybe he's trying to kid, but he's failing. Well, there and, aren't a lot of jobs that pay what the Yankees pay. I mean, <laughs> like, holy shit, A Rod. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up on a high note. This one coming to us from IndieWire. And Chris, you, you posted this, correct? Hold on, scrolling. Yes, Chris. I, I did post this. And he this, did. This he then beat me showed to up. it by like an hour. <laughs> this then showed up on like every... This was all over my Facebook page today. Posted okay. on like so, everyone's everything. Steven Spielberg, Amblin Television, and the Warner Brothers executive... Our executives are in talks to reboot the Animaniacs. Ah! <laughs> this, I, I, okay, in a world where I, I have Voltron and Voltron being done well, in a world where I will possibly be getting a, a, a well done Castlevania cartoon. To now add the '90s classic Animaniacs, I'm, this is clearly the best timeline ever. Like ever, I'm surprised that they're going with this and not Tiny Toon Adventures first, because That's that was kind of like the oh order God, that it I happened. Love yes, that show. You know, this kind of was born out of Tiny Toon Adventures, but still, I think Animaniacs was the superior show. Yes, I think it did um, better. And was more beloved than Tiny Toons. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I, I know Tiny Toons was like huge. It was. I also know that this was then huge. Um, I actually, I recently wrote a thing about this on Stone Age Gamer, not specifically, but how uh, it's really interesting to me that the DuckTales video game is super revered, uh-huh. um, a, a, like even today, and the Tiny Toons game is not as super revered okay like i think it's a pretty decent game i remember loving it's a great it I was, game yeah. I, it's one of the better ones i remember from my you know limited childhood gaming 
And for some reason, like like Ducktales is so timeless, and I kind of feel like Tiny Toons is too. But I've uh, maybe the property itself hasn't been as uh, as ha- hasn't been handled the same way as Ducktales has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very interesting to see where all this Warner Brothers animation is, and just you know seeing the way Warner treats its uh, intellectual properties as opposed to the way Disney treats them. Um, this has been pretty interesting. Uh, especially stuff from that era because it's it was so huge like this was these were the afternoon that you came home from school and you watched all manner of crazy cartoons you ran home from school to watch you ran home from school for the disney afternoon and then warner uh, even stuff on fox like fox before uh, the wb was a thing Mm -hmm. uh fox was playing batman the animated series and whatnot like there were saturday morning cartoons and there were the cartoons you watched after school and it was the Disney Afternoon and stuff like Tiny Toon Adventures uh, and, and Animaniacs, and uh, I, I'm like, Animaniacs was such an interesting and amazing chunk of animation history because it harkened back so thoroughly to what made Looney Tunes so great. Right, where it was just completely irreverent. It had lots and lots of humor that only adults would get. Uh, and that show got away with some crazy stuff, and I'm I don't know how much they'll get away with um, in whatever this new version is. I don't know. They had a. They I had, don't know what to think about this they new version. Had a fingerprints joke in their episode. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Okay. The the there the joke led up and uh, dot at one point like beat beat beat. Dot has a animated version of Prince, the artist, oh. in her arms, Prince. and then Wacko or Yakko says, "No, no, no, fingerprints, fingerprints," and she goes, "I don't think so." <laughs> like she looked at Prince, Prince joke. looked at her, and she said, "I don't think so." Oh yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, you understand I, that joke, right, Chris? I do. Okay. I, and that's what I'm talking about. Like this show was, this show was crazy, and there was Slappy Squirrel. Like they they basically did Who's on First. Yes. They did a new version of Who's on First, and it was absolutely hysterical. I mean, Every, what all, show could get away with that? What was the one with the dog and the little girl? Um, um, Elmira? No, 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 that was Tiny Tunes. Oh God damn it! Uh, this was uh, Mindy and Buttons. Mindy and Buttons. Button and Buttons and Mindy. Yeah. <laughs> I loved them. <laughs> I felt so. Oh, felt so bad. Obviously, this is where Pinky and the Brain came mm-hmm. from. Um, then you had you had like the the Good Feathers, <laughs> uh, the, the three New York pigeons that were were hilarious. <laughs> That's it. I loved the 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 Slappy Squirrel stuff though, man. That was that stuff really got me because Slappy Squirrel was this crotchety old. Like she was from and she was from the Looney Tunes era was basically the way they wrote the character, mm-hmm. and so she was just this crotchety old, extremely violent cartoon character. <laughs> I was just brilliant, just brilliant. Well done. I am so curious how they're gonna, and and not to mention the the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister. Like Yakko, Wacko, and Dot were great. The the cartoons that had that featured them specifically and. I, and the, just the the equal opportunity ogling of attractive people, like hello nurse, hello, and then like nurse, and like you would think that's sexist, but Dot did it just as often. <laughs> yep, <laughs> big hunky guy going by, hello nurse, <laughs> or hello male nurse. <laughs> they they didn't screw around with any of that stuff, um, or they actually they screwed around with all, all of the yeah, stuff. All I of mean, it. Bill Clinton plays the sax in the freaking opening credits. <laughs> 
and this it was so self-aware um i i this, this, i am, show I am was, happy was that this is happening and i have high hopes for it i mean i'm nervous that it's happening because i would hate to see i have not watched with my own eyes yet but i've heard nothing but bad things about the new powerpuff girls um, and that was another show that was uh, far more irreverent than it gets credit for. I mean, we're talking about the Powerpuff Girls did an episode that was a a straight up homage to the Big Lebowski. Uh, <laughs> that show was brilliant on a lot of levels. I lo- like Powerpuff Girls d- deserves a lot of credit, and I've heard that this new version of it is just it's nowhere near of that kind of caliber. It's just kind of this pale imitation. I mean, Gendy Tartakovsky is not involved. Um, but so but that's the thing about this uh, this Warner Bro- um, Animaniacs thing is it's Spielberg. It does still have Spielberg's involvement, and granted, so did putting the walkie-talkies in the hand of the uh, the the cops in ET also had Spielberg's involvement, to my knowledge. But <laughs> okay, can we stop beating Spielberg over the head for that? It's been like never, forever and never. <laughs> he will never. I think live that he down. learned his lesson. I hope so. I hope so. I sure hope so. I don't know why he thinks making another Indiana Jones movie is a good idea, but you know what? If he wants to revisit Animaniacs <laughs> and eventually revisit Freakazoid, uh, then I'm game. Oh, Freakazoid. He, All right. He um, wants to make another Indiana Jones movie because he likes money. Yes, money. Cash. Cash all. Greenback. Um... In this article, gives you all the information that we're just lovingly spouting, but attached to the article are two videos... One, of course, for the like the third catchiest theme song ever, which is the Animaniacs theme song, and if it's probably the easiest way to learn the fifty state capitals, which is Wacko singing them. So, I prefer Yakko doing the uh, country of the world myself. And but the uh, we recently showed that to our kid, and he kind of dug it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's quite old enough to to be completely enthralled with it. I, I memorized that when I was Give a kid. It I was I watched it over and over again. It really comes in handy. Both of these songs come in handy on Trivia Night. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aha! And Columbus is the capital of Ohio. All right. Didn't form it in the phrase of a question. All right. That's it. That's all we got. Whew. That was a lot of news. Chris. Hey, got a you. spiel? You, Evan, you, yeah. and everyone else, really, you can all get in touch with us at mailageekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, where we'll follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon and Evan is available at geekade underscore Evan. If you're more in- if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super duper nice, you can leave us a super duper review because any and all feedback is welcome and super duper. And can't always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post new content all the time. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. Okay. It is my turn, and I think Karen might get upset with my choice. I apologize in advance. I am choosing Supernatural. Why would I be upset about that? I I feel like you wanted to pick one, but 
Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. You go for it. You're not stopping her from picking her. I mean, <laughs> you're giving true. me more opportunity to spend time with the Winchesters. I should be bowing down and thanking you. <laughs> we are talking season 11, episode 4. Episode is titled Baby. Season 11. Oh, four. oh awesome. <laughs> I think she's pretty Baby. upset about that choice, Evan. All right, that's that that that's it. That's all we got. So, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I am not a crackpot. Good night. Hens love roosters. Geese love ganders. Everyone else loves Ned Flanders. Not me. Everyone who counts loves Ned Flanders. And this concludes our broadcast day.